We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, IB Nation? Welcome to another edition of IB Nation Sports Talk. I'm Vince D'Addario. That guy is Jesse Styers, And we are here for a Thursday edition of IB Nation Sports Talk. And we are going to jump into some bold predictions. Brian and I were going to do our bold predictions last night. Technical difficulties, issues, whatnot. So I figured let's get Jess in on the on the fun and let's have let's hear what he has to say for some bold predictions. And just as a reminder to everybody, these are supposed to be fun. Like we're we're not necessarily predicting that these things are going to happen. It's supposed to be, you know, a, a fun situation. You know, could they happen? Yeah, they could happen, but this is more like let's have a good time. Let's let's really uh think outside the box here a little bit and and uh, really stretch our thinking. Uh, so that's the plan. So we're going to go offense. We're going to go defense. And Jesse, I think, has a couple of special teams potentially as well. So we'll we'll, we'll talk about that too. But let, let's uh, let's get the niceties out of the way, Jess. How you doing today? Um, it is Thursday. It is Thursday is actually my favorite day of the week. Believe it or not, really? It's, yeah, like it's and I think this goes back to college because it was always the night that was um like the most fun to go out because once the weekends got here there's always just it felt like there was a more to do you know in terms of football and baseball and all of that stuff so thursday was usually the night to kind of have some fun um and i like it now too because it's it's usually kind of like that pre pre pre-weekend type day i have tomorrow off so i even feel a little bit better um about today so i got a got a three-day weekend um on my plate you know what tomorrow night is jesse Going back to your Indiana roots. Oh, is it uh, high school football opening weekend? It is week one of high school football. So I'm pretty fired up. The kid's going to get his first varsity, official varsity snaps. And uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped, man. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. He was in for mop-up duty last year. That doesn't count. You know what no, I mean? No, this like, is the real stuff. This is starting. This is, you know, he's got his starters and seniors dinner tonight. You know, all of the above. And so, like. It's getting real, man. Tomorrow, 
under the lights. Well, it's Indiana. What is this, so, junior year? Yeah, junior year. So it's not super dark at 7 o'clock uh, around here. It'll end end under the lights, uh, but it probably won't start under the lights. Yeah, that was always my favorite transition is, you know, the start of the season into, like, those first couple, like, it felt like fall games. It's not necessarily yeah. overly hot. Got a right. nice little, uh, you know, fall air. The lights are on a little bit sooner. That is what feels more like. Yes, a couple weeks in, a couple weeks in, like conference play. That's yeah. where it really kind of kind of hits home. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We've got bold predictions to talk about today, Jess, and so let's jump right into this. So offensively, I'm very interested to see where you go. I've got, let me see, what do I have? I have three bold predict. no, four. I have four bold predictions for offense. Um, so I'm going to let you kick it off. Let's hear your first bold prediction, and then we'll kind of talk about it, and then I'll hit one, we'll talk about it, so on and so forth. So give me your first bold prediction offensively. Yeah, so the first uh, bold prediction I wanted to get into is uh, Sam Hartman, right? So Sam Hartman is like uh, the obvious, you know, the, the biggest change in offense since last season, right? And a lot of people argue that Notre Dame hasn't had a quarterback like uh, Sam Hartman in quite some time, right? Like we're all excited for Notre Dame to kind of open up that passing game, um, air the ball out a little bit. So I wanted to kind of look at, you know, what those numbers uh, might look like Okay. For Sam Hartman. So I, I like it. Yeah. So last year, uh, Drew Pine threw 22 
touchdowns in 11 games. That's a nice even two touchdowns um, per game. I think Sam Hartman's going to be between that like three and four range for touchdowns per game, uh, just depending on, you know, kind of like game plan and obviously, you know, what kind of production Audric Estime gets out of, you know, those games. And so it's going to be like a give and take between those two. I think it's, there's going to be a lot of touchdowns between the two of them. And I, but I think some games you, you might see Sam Hartman with maybe, you know, four or five touchdowns and other times you might see him with two or three touchdowns. And then, you know, Audric Estime's numbers will kind of mirror those as Sam Hartman's go down, you know, his go up. And then as Hartman's go down, um, Audric Estime's go up. So long story short, I like Sam Hartman for 40 passing touchdowns um, in the regular season of 12 games. And that is an average of 3.33. So three and a third every game. And again, I think that falls between what I was saying, between three and four passing touchdowns per game for Sam Hartman. So 40 would be the most he's ever had in a season, I believe. I think it was at 38 was his high. Does that sound right? Uh, yeah, in his and, career? and the, I think, again, you're going to see more of the touchdowns, but the yards aren't going to obviously be as much because he's just not going to be asked to throw the ball um, as much at Notre Dame. It's just not going to be, you know, as a, a big chunk of their offense like it was at Wake Forest. But I still think, you know, they get down into the red zone and, and stuff like that. He's going to be more of that guy who's precision with the ball, still yeah. dropping in touchdowns when they need him so um and i i think too and that's just passing i'm not even you know he i'm, I'm not even gonna maybe account for a couple quarterback sneaks that might happen okay, or you know maybe okay. a break in plays but i'm going straight 40 passing touchdowns that's a lot that is a lot of touchdowns i don't i think it's absolutely possible but that's what makes it a bold prediction i mean i i think that you know this team is going to go as sam hartman goes no doubt about that do you have more stats for him or are you going to go a different direction like for your next ones. Yeah, I'm going to go the different direction for my okay, next good. one. I, I wanted to okay. stick to the, the passing nope. touchdowns. Perfect. Perfect. So my first one, and this kind of goes right along with you. I mean, if if your bold prediction comes true, then my bold prediction has a really good chance of coming true. And I, I have Sam Hartman winning the Heisman Trophy. So that Ooh. that that's my bold prediction. Now, if you know, we talked, we kind of predicted the season record last night, and and I said eleven and one and uh Brian said 11 and one, but he's like, yeah, I don't know where that loss is going to be. So like when we went through the schedule game, <laughs> that's by where game, I'm at too. Game, I still don't know where that loss is going to be. Right. We went through the schedule game by game. And he's like, they're going to win that one. They're going to win. He, he won them all. So they were like 12 and zero. either way, if they're 11 and one or 12 and zero, Sam Hartman is a finalist in New York. I mean, that, that, that I think is very clear and very obvious because he will be the most heralded player on a very, very good playoff team if that comes to fruition, right? And if he throws 40 touchdowns, he's got a really good chance of winning the whole thing, right? So right. depends on what other guys do. Caleb Williams isn't going to win a second one. They, they just won't allow that to happen. So he's not going to win a second one. So then you look at the other quarterbacks around the landscape. You've got Drake May at North Carolina. What kind of stats is he going to be able to put up? I don't think they're going to have the team wins to get him to New York even though he's probably the best pro prospect out there. I just don't think he's going to have the team wins to get him there. Then you look at, okay, Caleb Williams may have a, might have a chance to get back. Uh, Penix from Washington, Bo Nix, I guess, from Oregon. Uh, I, I do find it hilarious that Bo Nix was like, you know, 
a turd on the side of the road when he was at Auburn, but now that he's at Oregon and had a pretty good year last year, all of a sudden he's, you know, a Heisman contender. I think that's very <laughs> I'm not interesting on the Bo Nix. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not either. Um, but I mean, those guys are all, I guess, contenders for this thing. And then there's always going to be some guy that you, we aren't talking about that has an amazing season that gets an invite and, and potentially could win the whole thing. Right. So We'll see. We'll see what it looks like. But if if Notre Dame does what we think Notre Dame will do, then Sam Hartman has a great chance of winning it because he'll be there. And it's Notre Dame. We're going to see how strong Notre Dame's brand is at that point. You know what I mean? Because Heisman voting is always very regional. And so what is it going to look like, you know, when they reveal the votes and all of those different things? So, hey. If Notre Dame goes 11 and 1 or 12 and 0, he's definitely going to New York, so it's a bold prediction that he actually wins the award. Okay, okay, I like that. Um, do you want to get into so I did a little bit of passing. Um, okay. next Let's one I get into a little bit of rushing. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Audric Estime and Jadarian Price will combine for 2400 rushing yards on the season. Okay, twenty four hundred. That's a that's a good chunk. So, are yeah. both guys going over a thousand, or is one guy getting a, a a huge trunk here? Yeah. So, actually, you know, I think Audric Estime is going to be right around the twelve hundred kind okay. of range. I think that's very very doable. Um, maybe thirteen hundred, and then yeah, I have Jadarian Price uh, picking up the rest of it. So I said, what, 2,400, 24. So that means he's going to have 1100 yards. Mm, no, I, I take this back. I, I'm going to take it down. Just <laughs> that that's bold, a little baby. bit too bold. That was bold. I'm going to say they eclipse 2000 combined. And I think okay. that, uh, Audrey Gassime is, uh, is a, is a healthy 12 to 1300. And then I think Jadarian price will be the, that main kind of second back who still gets a, a, a you know, a respectable amount of yards, I don't think he eclipses. I don't think he gets over like eight hundred. Definitely not a thousand. So yeah, I, I feel more comfortable that they will. The mm-hmm. that Notre Dame's top two rushers, which would be Audric Estime and Jadarian Price, will eclipse two thousand combined rushing yards. I mean, you know, last year Audric Estime had nine twenty, and Logan Diggs had eight twenty one. So I mean, it's not far off from what happened. And last that's why I think Price isn't quite. It's hard to say. I don't think Price is maybe you know quite to where Diggs was at but I think SMA is better than who SMA was last year so it might end up that you know SMA gets I wanted to take the leap and say SMA would be at 1500 on his own which is like 125 a game and I I just don't think that Notre Dame with their depth would put that kind of load on him you know what I mean like I I just feel like they would instead of wearing him down they'd allow it to to get diluted and let other guys um to get some more yards but I definitely think I, I like estimating that you know, again, twelve hundred to thirteen hundred range, um, and then price to be in that kind of you know six hundred, seven hundred range to get to get to the two thousand. Yeah, I don't even. Here's here's the thing. I don't know how bold that is. Like you were bold at twenty four hundred, <laughs> baby, but I don't know if you're bold at two thousand. You know All what right, I mean? Let's meet in the middle, twenty two hundred. Okay, now you're back in the bold category because it's going to be very like interesting. Twenty four hundred is too bold. Yeah, you'd almost need two thousand yard rushers yeah. at that point, and that's going to be tough because, look, could could estimate and Price be that duo? Absolutely, but I think the the room itself is going to allow for more guys to get carries, and so I think some of those carries are going to get diluted through. Excuse me, I think they're going to get diluted throughout some of the other guys, right? I think 
Uh, Jabron Payne is going to get carries. I think there's a chance that Jeremiah Love gets some carries. You know what I mean? So if the room wasn't as deep as it is, if it was just Jadarian Price, Audric Estime, and then like a couple guys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 2,400 might not be off the table. I think you could have 2,000-yard rushers. You were really close to having 2,000-yard rushers last year, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, but I just feel like the room is almost too deep for you to have 2,000-yard rushers. So I'm on board with you at the 12 to 1,300 rank for, for estimate. It's what, the, what number two has. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. if you say he's going to have 900, I think you're still in the bold category, but I think that's, I think that's potentially reachable. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'm on board. I'm on board. I like it. I like where your head's at, kid. All right. My uh, my next one is a team bold prediction. And I don't know. I think this has gotten more bold with the change in how uh, the time is being kept, right? So the clock is going to run after first downs. And you, you might see a couple less possessions, maybe one less possession for each team. It's still unknown kind of how this thing is going to shake out, what this is going to do to scoring and all of that. But that magic number that we've talked about so many times for average scoring, I I think they're going to score north of 40. I think they're going to be at 40 points a game or higher. And is that a bold prediction? It didn't feel bold before, but now with the new clock rules, I feel like now it's, it's trending in the bold category. You know what I mean? Um, that that also means they're going to have to put up points against the big three because they're not going to average 50 plus points against everybody else. And so they're going to have to put up points. And I think this offense can do, it. I think this offense is going to be pretty prolific when it comes to scoring some points. I think the defense is going to score some points. And so I think they're going to be North of 40 uh, this year offensively. So that, so I don't know how bold it is per se, uh, but a lot of people are like, they're never going to get that high because they're not going to get the ball enough. I think this could be a pretty quick strike offense if they wanted to be. So I just started looking at some numbers. Last yep. year, they were about 32 Number points me. per game. Um, the year before that, they were 35 points per game. Uh, so you start looking at, you know, the Jack Cone offense was, again, 35 points. And then last year, the Drew Pine, um, you know, and the sprinkle yeah, of rough. Tyler Buckner offense was about 32 a game. I don't think you're off with uh, with 40 points a game, you know. And, and again, I think that looking at Notre Dame's defense really helps your cause because I feel like they're going to be good about, you know, shutting other teams down and getting the offense back quickly. I don't necessarily care about, you know, the the, the pace of the offense and how quick they are about scoring. I just think their defense is going to be good enough to to keep teams off the field and just continue to feed the offense and give it back to them, right? So. Um, you look at, again, Jack Cohn and that wide receiver room uh, two years ago. And now you look at Sam Hartman combined with where their running game is at and the emergence of hopefully, you know, a lot of young and electric wide receivers. Right. I like that 40 prediction. I do think it's bold. It's about an extra touchdown per game yeah, uh, you last know, off year. of last year. But I, I think, again, with adding someone like Sam Hartman, that is reasonable to add that you are expecting an, an, an extra touchdown per game. All right, so I'm 40 points a game. You're rushing the ball like crazy. We're getting all kinds of points. That's fantastic. <laughs> so what is your next offensive bold prediction, Jesse Styers? So the, the next one I looked at is we've done a little bit of passing, a little bit of uh, running. 
Um, if we follow the trends, next up is some receiving. Who's gonna who's gonna make these catches, right? Okay. So my bold prediction for for the wide receiver room is that it'll be led by Tobias Merriweather and Jaden okay. Greathouse, and those two guys will combine for over 800 receiving yards by the end of the season. And I don't know how that's going to break down. I think Jaden Greathouse is going to start out a little slower. Um, but I think that those two guys actually both get close to a thousand yards towards the end of the season and get to potentially that like 1800 to, to 2000 uh, combined wide receiver yards. But I just, I, what I've seen of Jaden Greathouse and it's, it's, it's harder for me because I don't get to be around practice as much, but just seeing the clips and seeing, like his body uh, is so mature for a younger guy. He knows how to position himself. He knows how sure. to use his body to get up and get passes. Um, and it, it seems like, you know, the biggest thing for me with these young guys is they, that what limits them on the field is just not knowing where to line up, not knowing the playbook enough, not knowing, you know, routes and how to check into certain things. That doesn't really seem to be the issue with Jaden Greathouse. Um, and, and so I, again, I think it's going to take him a little bit of time at, at first to kind of, you know, for, for the rest of, not the rest of the staff, but like just for him. Cause like, I just don't think a true freshman is going to be out there immediately, you know, uh, and getting a, a, a share of the, the wide receiver. But I think by like game three or four, you're going to see him get more of those snaps and he's going to run with it. And I think you're going to end up seeing Tobias and, and great house as the two top leading wide receivers uh, in the wide receiver room. And I think, I don't think they get to 2000 combined yards, but I think they get very, very close to it. So you think they're each going to have 800 yards? Is that what you're saying? I do. I do. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, I thought you said they were going to combine for 800 and I was like, mm, no, really? 1800. Sorry. 18. 18. Okay. 1800. Okay. All right. So that, that makes it much more bold, which I, which I dig. Okay. That's, that is very bold actually. You're going 1,800 yards for uh, combined for those two. That's a for lot. For the sophomore of yards, and man. freshman duo, I think they're yeah. again. I think they're going to lead the wide receiver room in total. Like if you take their two yards and combine them together, they're right. going to be. The, they would have the most out of any other pair amongst the wide receiver room. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co.
that I can get on board with for sure. I think I think uh, I think Thomas will have something to say about that. I think he's going to be kind of a go-to guy as well. But what I will say is, look, Jaden Greathouse is going to get playing time in Game One. There's absolutely no doubt in my right. mind about that. He's not going to start over Chris Tyree, right. and I don't think he's going to start over Chris Tyree all season. But he's going to get reps. He's going to be out there. He's going to get his, as the kids like to say, right? And so <laughs> I, I, eighteen hundred's a lot. Eighteen hundred is a lot. At first, I thought you said eight hundred, and I was like, mm, that's not very bold. Uh, but eighteen hundred is a lot more bold there, uh, Jesse Styers. So, man, if they hit that, I guarantee you, Sam Hartman wins the Heisman <laughs> Trophy because he's got two studs that he's working with. You know, Man. I think what's really going to – you talked about the Tyree situation. And, and I think – look, I think a lot of guys are going to get opportunities and a lot of guys are going to get chances at catching the ball because Sam Hartman's throwing them the ball. But I think when it comes down to it, naturally as the season progresses, Sam Hartman, it's just going to show on tape that he just he just gets the ball to Great House. You know what I mean? Like that sure. ball is just going to – it's just going to find him. And I think that is – you can't ultimately not play someone like that, right? Like you can't – a guy who's giving your quarterback the best opportunity, giving your team the best opportunity, I, I just think throughout this, as the season progresses, people are going to get more and more comfortable with, you know, Great House, and he's going to be a really central kind of role down the, the down right. to the stretch of the, the end of the season. I like where your head's at, man. You're thinking big offense. I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board with your big offense, man. <laughs> All right, I guess that the the uh, the ball is in my court, as they say. So I'm going to go back to the ground, and I'm going to talk about Audric Estebe. And I, I didn't go yards on this one. I went with total touch, not total touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. And I think that he's going to – and I don't know how bold this is. Last year he had 11 rushing touchdowns. I said he's going to have 15-plus. So my bold prediction is that he has 15 plus touchdowns. He's your short yardage guy. Obviously he's going to get the ball in the red zone. He's going to have a lot of opportunities. The question is going to be, are they going to hand it off or are they going to throw it? And if Sam Hartman has 40 touchdowns, I don't know how many are going to be left over for Audric Estime. I think they're going to score. I mean, like I said, I think the the total scoring is going to be a lot, right? I think, you know, you said 40 touchdowns. I said 40 points a game. I mean, there's going to be touchdowns for a lot of different guys in a lot of different ways. Can he go from 11 to 15 now that he's the bell cow? I think he absolutely can. Maybe that number is actually even a little bit low now that I'm thinking about it. The drop-off <laughs> last year, though, was estimated with 11, and then it was Diggs with four, Tyree with three, uh, Buckner had four, Drew Pine had two, and then Mitchell Evans had one. So it was a pretty big drop off after Audric. I think they're going to spread those out a little bit. So that's why I felt like 15 was a bold move because I think there's going to be other guys in the backfield. They're going to have an opportunity to score some touchdowns. Yeah, I like that. So, I mean, you know, you get into what that turns into 15 touchdowns. That's like one and you got three left over to four. That's like one, one and 1.25 touchdowns per game. I think that's very doable. I just think, um, especially towards the end of the games, man, I just feel like Audric Estime is that finisher. He's that punisher. Oh, yeah. He's gonna 
he's going to exert himself at the end of the game and really put those kind of nail in the coffin type touchdowns. So I could see him averaging closer to, you know, maybe two touchdowns a game, maybe like a, a touchdown and a half per game. So we'll have to see. Touchdown and a half uh, per game would be what? 18 touchdowns. If I, yeah. if I'm doing my math, right. You're the math guy, but I mean, it's definitely possible. It would not surprise me because I think he is going to get a lot of the work, you know, not only towards the end of games, but in general, I think he's going to get a lot of the work. And so he's going to have a lot of opportunities to score some touchdowns. Now, what's, like I said, what's it look like when they're in the red zone? Is it Hartman to Merriweather, you know, Hartman to Tyree, Hartman to Great House, or is it going to be handoff to Estime? Uh, you know, that type of thing. So, that's what we don't know because we don't know how this offensive coordinator, Jared Parker calls plays in the red zone. So we're all kind of taking a leap of faith here on, on what that's going to look like. So uh, either way I see touchdowns and I see a lot of them. Your next bold prediction, sir. Yeah. So I had one last bold prediction for the offense. I've done a little bit of Sam Hartman throwing touchdowns, a little bit of Audric Estime um, and Jadarian price rushing yards. And then, uh, some some Tobias and Great House receiving yards. I'm going to end up here. I wanted to maybe look at uh, like a team statistic, like you did, okay. with, you know, points per game. Decided to stay away from that. Um, I'm going to go to the offensive line actually. Ooh, okay. And I um I looked up last year as part of my homework how many sacks um they gave up. They gave up 21 sacks, which is just under uh you know two sacks per game. I think that I'm going to set the bar at um. 14 or under sacks this season. I think they cut out a third of the sacks this year. Um, okay. And I feel because of that, I, I just feel really confident um, about their tackles. Um, and I know they have young guards, um, but I think those guards will catch on quickly. I'm not really worried oh, yeah. about Rocco Spindler too. I, you know, his physicality. Um, I, I don't see him really getting beat a lot. Right. Like I see him maybe missing, an assignment type situation that blows up a run play. I think that's more of, you know, something that could happen to him. So I'm going to say 14 or under sacks uh, for the season. I think also having Sam Hartman helps this um, too, because it's again, it's a guy, it's an experienced quarterback. He knows when to just chuck the ball. He knows when to, you know, get rid of the ball. And I think that's something that's going to help them too. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. I think, uh, I really like this offensive line, uh, at least the way I think it's going to end up looking. And I think that they are going to protect Sam Hartman. And I think that Sam Hartman is smart enough in the pocket where he should be able to avoid sacks. Like he's not going to be right up on top of the line of scrimmage like he was, you know, at Wake Forest. He's going to feel like he has all day to throw the ball. Uh, I just have a feeling that that's what it's going to look like. And I also feel like teams aren't going to be able to put as much pressure on him when he's dropping back because he's going to make them pay early on in the season. And so they're going to have to drop back into coverage, which it's like pick your poison. Okay, do we drop back in coverage to try to defend the pass and allow Audric Estime to run us over? Or do we load the box, potentially put some pressure, and just let Hartman throw over the top? This offense is going to be balanced. This offense is going to be very, very balanced. And – I think sacks are going to go down uh, because he's a sixth-year senior who understands pressure, and the offensive line that he's going to be playing behind is light years better than anything he played behind at Wake Forest. I mean, it, it's not even the same stratosphere of what he played behind at, at Wake Forest. So I think he's really going to enjoy himself back there. 
uh, like make himself a picnic, you know, just really have a nice time back there throwing the football. So uh, I like that one. I like that team stat. I, I would, you could even like shorten it up even more. And I think you might even still be in the ballpark. You going with the 10 range? I think uh, that would be the number that sticks out of my head, but <laughs> you know, yeah. Would, I mean, 10 is what? Like 0.85 sacks a game. So yeah. you give up a sack a game and then one game you don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could definitely see that being the case. But we'll see. We shall see. I like it. But I like where your head's at very much. All right. I know you can see what my bold predictions are. And so I am <laughs> changing it just a skosh. Um, and I'm changing it. I had to do one for Chris Tyree. Okay, and I also want to be very clear (laughs) that I'm not talking about special teams here. I'm talking about offense only. Okay, I have that Tyree is going to average five touches per game. Okay, I I, in full disclosure, I had six receptions per game, and that's just way too many. That's 72 catches on the year. That's way too many. Uh, and, and then I adjusted it to touches and then I went to five. So I did bring it back to reality a little bit, <laughs> but he's going to get a lot of catches underneath. He's going to be a safety valve for Sam Hartman. He's also going to be a take the top off the defense guy. And I think they're going to let him run the ball a little bit, some end arounds, some reverses. You know, th- I think they're going to get him involved in the offense in a creative way. So five still might be large, but I feel like. I mean, if they throw the ball to him one time per quarter and he catches it, and then they hand the ball off to him one time per game, that's five. I think that's doable. And I think this offense is going to make a point to get the ball in number two's hands. And so I'm going a little out on a limb here with my guy Chris Tyree, but I think he has five touches a game, not including special teams. Okay. I like that. I did. I won't lie. When I saw the six catches per game, I, I did do the, the you know times yeah. twelve, and I was like, "Ooh, that's that's capital B O L D." Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Reality. I like that amendment though because I, I do think that there is a that there will be like Vince, as you know, like a lot of these offensive coordinators do have a concerted effort of we want to get the ball this the, to this guy, you know, touches. Uh, X amount of times per game. So there's definitely going to be some sort of effort for a lot of the plays you were talking about. Maybe it's, uh, you know, like some jet, some jet sweeps or guy goes in motion and, and Tyree just takes the ball hand, you know, Hartman snaps it and hands it off right behind him. And Tyree's flying around the corner. Or maybe it's literally just a wide receiver screen, or maybe, right. you know, it's just an underneath route. There's just, that's the thing about Chris Tyree. His versatility allows for a stat like touches because there's going right. to be a way for him to get the ball. So I really like that one. Yeah, I think he's going to be dynamic. I think he becomes a household name. You know what I mean? I, I think he's kind of the forgotten man. He was a household name last year because we're like, why is he not touching the ball? Like, why yeah. is he not getting the ball? So he became a household name over here at Irish Breakdown. But I think he's going to become a household name for all the right reasons this year. And if practice is any, any indication, they're going to get Chris Tyree the football. And so I'm pretty pumped up about that.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.